or a real man. Let's face it, anyone can fantasize. It goes both ways. Fantasy is the number one relationship killer on planet Earth. I'd say women were better at not doing it than men, but I've known too many women who openly drool over football uniforms and the like. Is your princess into pigskin too? She's probably ogling your favorite player and admiring how tight his pants are, babe. Oh, it's harmless, they will say, these rapists. Did that person you're daydreaming about give you explicit permission to have an orgasm thinking about them? No, they did not. They're a celebrity of some sort or a guy at work or the boy next door and you just do whatever you want in your head, don't you? Now flip that around and point the finger at yourselves, dudes. If you think this is harmless, then why is it a secret from your other half? Why aren't you telling him or her how much you want to fuck that cheerleader or football star? Why aren't you gushing over how good they look on the screen and how good they'd look underneath your body? Why aren't you talking about kissing them if you ever get the chance and asking for a celebrity pass from your SO? If it's so harmless, why isn't it public information? Why doesn't everyone know how much you'd love to be Mr. Cheerleader or Mrs. Football Star? Or Mrs. Bieber, for instance, why? You're hurting yourself, carrying around this glimmer of hope that some person you've never met, and likely never will meet, is going to magically fulfill your dreams just because the way they look turns you on, you filthy animal. You're hurting your SO, significant other, get with the program already, by devoting your time and attention to insanity. Reality is that you have a perfectly lovely person in your arms at night, who has agreed to spend time with you, potentially pleasing you in some fashion, and you're throwing them away by reserving part of your heart for a perfect stranger. What kind of paradise am I looking for? I've got everything I want and still I want more Ani DeFranco, Gray. You've met plenty of strangers in your lifetime and you know it. Most of them, you hate or don't like or you've got no strong opinion about. Why on earth would you meet the stranger in your fantasy and have a good opinion of them? They're athletes and you admire that. Is that it? Why didn't you join some sort of adult informal sport team and seek an athlete or fangirl slash boy that can be found through that sport? Why did you even bother looking for the girl next door or anything like that? Oh. I see. You're not athletic. What are the odds of a woman like that actually hopping on your cock then, boys? They date the football stars and you know it. They date people who are physically exerting themselves on a daily basis. That's not you. Could it be that you wish you were more active, even as you pop a beer open and turn on the game? Could it be that you hate yourself so much for not chasing stardom like those guys did, giving up pretty much everything in their lives to train like the Dickens, and so you have to sabotage your current relationship by having a fantasy with a non-entity in your head? Would your wife dress up like a cheerleader? Why not? Because she knows you're fantasizing about one of those cheerleaders, right? I can solve your problems, bro. Find her a cheerleader outfit slash costume in colors that don't match your team's uniform. Her favorite colors would be best, not your own. It's a pleated tennis skirt plus a sporty tank top, probably with a built-in sports bra. Get her those in her size less than extremely important. Then get her a jacket she can cover up the top with and leggings that match the outfit. Now, hear me out. You can't just give this to her as a Christmas gift and expect her to be happy. However, you can give it to her for Valentine's and ask her to dress you in whatever she wants you to wear. You can't say no, no matter what it is, even if it's a matador costume. It's on her to make sure it fits, okay? This is how you compromise. You give her a cheerleading costume that fits in colors that are her faves, even if she loves the same team you do, it has to be her favorite color. 
The reason is because you have to make love to the woman wearing whatever you picked out and she has to be in love with what she's wearing, so it has to be her style and comfy to boot, let her do whatever she wants, up to and including asking you to wear boxer shorts with hearts all over them to seduce her in. That would be me, by the way. The reason you're giving her the leggings is to give her an option to wear it in public and feel comfortable. It's a way to baby step into the comfort zone, especially if she's uncomfortable with her body and thinks she is nothing like a cheerleader. Now, one more important detail I want to tell you men. Give it to her on February 1st and tell her it'd give you a nosebleed if she wore it for you on Valentine's evening. Even if you don't think she'll knock it out of the park wearing it, assure her that it will. And then you better put on your best acting face and be overjoyed with it even if it's not a perfect fit because she is indulging your fantasy, bro. Now that I've said all that, I'm going to kick you all in the doghouse for trying to overlay your favorite cheerleader on top of your woman. I despise you for IT. Fuck you. She's a person and deserves to be treated like she's of real value to you. Yeah, I know. I'm being preemptive, jerk face. You have to encourage her. Pretend she's a shy creature that just needs to hear some magic words to turn into that tiger in the bedroom. Because she is. If you build her up to expect great sex, especially when indulging a kink of yours, then she will bring it. Your pillow princess will be cured, eventually, with this approach. She's been raped in her life. Probably even by you. But let's just pretend it's everyone but you that did it, okay? Just be kind. Be genuine. Don't say things you don't mean or at least make an effort to mean them when it falls short of your expectations. And find clothes that fit, for fuck's sake. Try toward for larger ladies, jackass. Fabulous fit. I promise. Toward size 0 equals 18, 1 equals 20, 2 equals 22, 3 equals 24. You see where I'm going? They go up to standard size 32 or toward size 8. You can look in her clothes in the hamper to find out her size, bro. What are you waiting for? One caveat is it might be hard to find that skirt in her favorite color if she's a larger lady, but you can figure it out, I'm sure. The point I'm trying to make is as follows, she don't know you want her in a cheerleader uniform, do she? Not unless you talk about it. You want her in that uniform so you can fantasize about being a football star. It's much safer for you both if you fantasize being one of those football stars than to think she's that cheerleader on that screen. If you are having a vanity issue because weight gain happened, just imagine her slimmer. She didn't ask to get fat and you're probably poisoning her with dairy and nightshades, Mr. I love spaghetti, macaroni, and cheese and pizza with my beer. Don't put another girl there, for crying out loud. You're killing them both every time you do it, your actual girl and the one you're pretending her to be in yourself. The real root of this problem is that you want to be a star of an athletic team. There are only X number of teams and only a few guys are the favorites on every team because they are the most exceptional players. The odds of completing that dream to be a sports star are extremely limited and low. However, you can make up an entire new realm of possibilities in your head where you are the star of some made-up team in some almost big town in your state. Hell, make a uniform for yourself to make it even more real. I bet she'd like seeing you in it because you're showing off who you are on the inside, a secret athlete star that has not realized his full potential in this world. If she don't, kick her ass to the curb. You deserve respect, bro. This is your secret persona, my friend. The shy you that didn't make it out this time in the real world because only so many people can be in that profession anyway. 
You didn't win the genetic lottery to become that guy, but there's no reason you can't be that guy in your head anyway. Who does it hurt if you make up being the all-star quarterback of, insert a clever team name you made up, and your wife is the lead cheerleader that you take to bed every day or night? What if you had a hundred thousand raving fans chanting your name while you're in the end zone? What if you made the best pass in history? How would that feel? That's what you should be thinking about rather than some cheerleader who would disdain you for not traveling in her circles as the average Joe you find yourself being today in this lifetime. Sorry, cheerleaders, I'm not sure if you disdain ordinary folks, but I'm making an assumption for the purpose of coaching people in the right direction. I bet when I mentioned your wife dressing you up like a matador, you had some qualms about that because it's not part of your secret persona, the guy you always dreamed you would become someday. I bet you wondered why she'd want to see you as a matador. It goes both ways, you have interests you aren't communicating and you have to start somewhere or you'll never be fulfilled romantically. What if your wife is even cooler than a cheerleader and is secretly a super spy dominatrix Barbie or the five-star chef of a restaurant, or really anything awesomely different than who she is from moment to moment in the public world? Find out her secret persona. Get silly and put on a serious game face while doing it and laugh together. Is there something wrong with indulging in roleplay to explore the hidden depths you have inside your soul? See how I have altered your perspective in as little as five minutes of reading? Who is it underneath all that everyday boring that lives a secret life of awesome in your head? Do you know that it's healthy to roleplay? It helps you imagine outcomes that are possible, both good and bad, helping you prepare mentally and emotionally for pretty much anything that could happen. It lets you relax into your authentic self by identifying things that are not you simply by trying them. Everyone wants to be appreciated, you know. What if your spouse simply doesn't know how to show it to you properly so you understand how she views you? Did you ever tell her what you like and don't like in the bedroom? Did you ever have a conversation about your kinks or interests and kinks you've read about? If you haven't read up on kinks, I ask you, what is wrong with you? You should know by now that standard sex gets boring when it's overdone. It becomes cheap and either or both parties become disinterested. Everyone believes it but nobody tells each other, sadly. That's why sex shops exist, really, they're meant to make what has become standard less boring. But the real service they are providing is being an outlet for you both to try to be someone else. Have you ever taken your lady to a sex shop? If not, find a shop with a woman running the cash register, and take your lovely girls, boys. Don't stare at the pornography so much until your lady starts perusing, okay? Let the lady lead. Stand by her side and talk to her about all the things she's looking at if she is truly interested. And this is a great opportunity to tell her you sense something is not quite fulfilling in the bedroom and you want her to diagnose the problem and make it better. If she walks out on you forever, wouldn't you rather it be now so you can find your forever mate? A woman to learn your secret persona and indulge you just a bit so you feel like king of the world? What are the odds of her walking out, though? If you say, I know something ain't right, please help me fix it by figuring out what we need from this sex shop, maybe not in those words, but it'd work, I promise you, she has to contemplate and crumble and tell you what's wrong in some way. I know you know what the cold shoulder is like and I know why she's giving it to you, you didn't take out the trash, her feet hurt, her back hurts, she's not in the mood, she's stressed from work, you said something utterly stupid, you haven't looked at her like she's a sex kitten in two months and two days, etc. But do you know she'll cave in and turn around if you acknowledge that something is wrong but you don't know what? It might be wise to ask her if she's willing to go to the store with you before you embark on this journey, by the way. 
It could save you $100. Either way, it's about the same cost as therapy. Consider that she already tried to tell you whatever is wrong but the first attempt wasn't very clear or perhaps not even heard by you, as well. If she says she already told you, ask her to tell you again with different words so you can understand. Tell her you're dense or she caught you at a bad time but you're listening now. This will lead to more clear and open communication each time you do it. She'll get more and more frank with you and use language that's easier for you to understand straight off the bat. Repeat whatever she says in your own words to show her that you get it. Oh and on that note, you better take $200 to that sex shop and expect to pay for everything. Make sure it's in your budget and don't bat an eye, no matter what she picks out. Just buy it and ask her when you can try it out together. This tells her that she needs to decide when the items will be employed. This will get her fantasizing about using it with you and show her you're interested in it, too. Disinterest is the number one bedroom killer. By following this advice, you will be employing a technique with deeply profound psychological effects that will absolutely change your relationship dynamic. Number 1, you're prioritizing your relationship with the lady. This screams, I love you. You don't even have to say it. Number 2, you're asking for sex indirectly. Women love indirect. Men love direct. Number 3, you're acknowledging there is a problem. It's a problem for both of you. Number 4, by acting as if you own all the blame, she will be forced to take some of the blame and open up to you. If you have to blame yourself for everything more than five times in a row, I'd get out of that relationship. Unless she's changed since the first time, she's manipulating you to make you feel guilt and shame and using it as a tool to extract everything she desires from you without giving back to you slash the relationship. Number 5, you're giving her ownership of the sex department. If your lady is larger, Skip the dress-up section in a sex shop and go to Torrid to look at their intimates together. A second sex-centric trip, por favor. Especially if she never found anything at the sex shop she wanted to try, have her try the intimates on. You're allowed to go into the changing room with her, believe it or not. Just don't do anything to land yourselves in jail now, it's a nice big changing room, too, with a fan if it gets too warm putting clothes on and taking them off again. Don't let her take home anything that doesn't make you stand at attention. That's your job in there. You heard me. It's your job to tell her how fucking hot she is wearing that thing you love instantly the moment you see it on her. Either put that feedback on your face or say it out loud, that lady needs to know you think she is va-va-voom. Use your bedroom eyes, bro. Use them well. Chances are you're going to get laid later. Once she knows your opinion on that whatever it is, she knows she has something to entice you into the bedroom with whenever she wears it. Capiche? A woman doesn't want to state out loud, I want sex. They want you to infer it. So help her find what makes you infer it and I guarantee she'll start doing it. The sexier you make her feel, the better it gets, heart. It wouldn't hurt if you dropped everything you were doing and let her lead you to the bedroom for sex the moment you see it on her at home. Let her do the seducing now, boys, and see who she really is under all that pretense she has to put on just to get out of bed in the morning. Indulge her so she indulges you. It's really that simple. A woman who feels sexy wants sex. Have I given you enough information to see what is boring your SO yet? Have I given you ideas on how to cure the bedroom blues? Do it by Christmas and you'll have a very nice gift waiting for you, I do believe. Don't give those sex toys as the gift, though. I know that might hurt the pocketbook this year, but you can always tell her what the budget is beforehand if you haven't saved up. She might even help pay for something she truly wants that is outside of your budget. 
Wouldn't that be cool? Plus, you can make this something regular for you two to do if she likes the experience. She should, honestly, unless you pressure her into something you want. For Christmas, or any family-oriented holiday, you want to give her something cozy. Even if it's just you and her. Pajamas, bath bombs, chocolates, a gift basket with a handmade card, or even just a homemade card at the times are terrible. Find a poem on the internet that speaks the words you have trouble finding and using and write it down or print it out, along with the credit to whomever wrote it and the name of the poem. Google Love Poetry, put a picture or two with it before you print it, fold it, put it in an envelope if you want. Make it personal and loving and no matter how much you spend on her, she will love it because you spent time thinking about her when you weren't with her. Unless, of course, she's a gold-digging bitch. Then throw her ass to the curb and find yourself a new bunny on New Year's Day. If you give a sex toy or related material as a gift on a holiday that is traditionally viewed as romantic, you might as well call her horse straight to her fucking face, bro. I nearly killed the bro who gave me a Tracy's dog for Christmas. After I threw it in the garbage. Alongside him. Women love soft things. Women love warm things. A fuzzy pair of slippers in her favorite style will usually go far, unless she has a pair already, a throw blanket with something she loves on it is never amiss. I have at least 30 throw blankets, and I will never say no to more. I don't even use all of them but it doesn't matter. They can be turned into cloaks by children and the like, so never underestimate the power of a throw blanket. My cats love sleeping on mine so I never have enough in one place, pajamas are another great one or even a fluffy robe. Go through what she owns to see what she buys for herself and extrapolate from that data. You don't even have to be sly about it, but you could offer to do the laundry for her once or twice to snoop. Wash all the clothes on cold with the appropriate load size chosen, using the delicate setting and one quarter cap full of detergent. It's all you need, I promise. There's no need to separate colors but it's traditional to do so. She might give you instructions but I'm guessing she thinks you already know how to do it. Write down what she says if it's too steppy and post it in the laundry room for next time. Washing on cold will extend the life of your clothes by years. I have shirts I acquired 20 years ago still. You're welcome, then you get an extra bonus, you did a nice thing for her, even though you have a nefarious agenda to bring out your Esso's inner tiger for you. Rar. Make sure you touch the fabric to see how soft it is. Make sure you take note of the colors, hues matter. If she likes burgundy, she might not appreciate cardinal red even though they're close because they're both part of the red family, see what kinds of clothes she wears if you're buying clothes. Check sizes on multiple items and always go with the larger size you see, not all size 8s are created equal, you know? Or even size 18, also, Admiral Akbar wants you to know that size XL is a trap. Try to get the same brand she already has, if at all possible, because you know that brand and that size will fit. Is it sounding like a chore now? It's a chore for us ladies to find things that we like and fit, I tell you that now. Yes, you could give her a Torrid gift card or a Penny's gift card. Just go with her if you want to help her pick out sexy attire. You have to help her understand what gets your blood boiling, you know. She's not a mind reader. You're the one who is visually responsive. Women are emotionally responsive. It's how we're built and all of society hinges on these two facts. Thus, the whole point is to tell the woman what you think, when it's a very good opinion, of the clothes she picks out in the stores. Try not to make a face if it's not suitable for her. Some colors just don't work for some ladies, some cuts of clothing don't work for some ladies. It's not her fault, after all.
It's more the fashion industry at fault, if you ask me, making shit that don't look good on everybody. Because they can. Once you tell the woman she's a sex bomb, she'll start acting like it in private. Your willingness to communicate your thoughts when they are positive are going to go a long way, even if you fight like cats and dogs usually. Generally speaking, the problem underlying the entire human species is this. Insecurity. If your eyes don't fall on your woman at least 30 minutes a day when you're in the same house, she's getting the feeling you're stepping out on her, son. You could just be stressed to the max, but she doesn't know that without you telling her all about it. If you can't be a gentleman long enough to let her initiate sex, because she will, especially if you communicate it's her job now, then you don't love her. That's the message she gets. If you're too sexual, you don't love her, and if you're completely disinterested, you don't love her. It sounds impossible to navigate suddenly to someone out there, I know. Ask her to sit on your knee, if your legs can take it, if not, maybe you can sit together at the dining table and hold hands instead, if your knee is an option, rest one hand on her hip. That's it. You're already starting to seduce the lady. Look into her eyes. Listen to what she says. If you don't know what to say about the words coming out of her mouth, repeat what she just said in your own words. This prevents her from assuming she's talking to a careless brick wall. Even if she's telling you a story about breaking eggs in the kitchen while baking, listen like it's a story about your favorite footballer. Repeat it back to her. Oh, you broke the eggs? How many? And wait for her to add details. It's going to be boring at first if she's been feeling neglected for a long time, which may not even be your fault, mind you. Soon enough, she will realize she has your attention and the stories will have more depth her words will gain substance. Unless she has an incredibly low IQ this will not solve what is, essentially, a genetic defect. You're going to have to decide to stay or go if the stories never get more meaningful, a story about breaking eggs is meant to convey a variety of things, such as guilt slash shame for being careless, especially during holiday preparation because there might not be a store open selling more eggs, frustration because they might have been the last egg she had and now it's time to go back to the store, it's a fucking dick move that makes you spend eons sanitizing the spot after cleaning up the fucking goo. It sucks. Tell her it fucking sucks. And if it just happened, be her motherfucking hero and go get more eggs, would ya? When it comes to your turn to speak during these heart-to-heart sessions, tell her anything, including a similar nonsense story like she just told you. Anything real that is somewhere on your mind. You're a clever lad after all, aren't you? Remember to keep eye contact and keep touching her platonically. This is grounding her in her body, boys. Women dissociate by default quite often, especially if they've been raped in their past. And in order to want sex, one must be feeling their body and be comfortable at the same time, and feel important to their SO. Don't try to rush anything and don't try to make the touch sexual. You've got a woman and she's got a shell, she'll come out of that shell the moment it feels safe to do so. If you never, ever get a turn to talk, ditch the bitch. She don't give a shit about you or your feelings. If she can see you open and close your mouth, she knows you want to be part of the conversation. If she is constantly running you over, she's a rapist. Get out, Sam. No idea why I feel the need to use the name Sam here. She might be overflowing at first, so you can give her three trial talks to be sure whether or not she's just a raging narcissist bent on traumatizing you for fun. Turn the phones off completely, Set them in another room, turn off every distraction device, light a candle if you want to get laid, and talk to her. If she's really hurting, 
You don't need a candle until the third or fourth talk because it's going to take time. You can't rush someone to do things on your schedule. If you try, you'll just destroy any and all progress you ever make with them. It's rape, boys. There are a lot of hurting folks out there. It's the same with men, ladies. You need to disconnect from everything and look each other in the fucking eyes and talk. You need to actively listen, that's the whole repeating parts back to the woman part, boys, and show interest. Otherwise, you might as well be staring at your phone while you pump your cock into her, raping her over and over again without one fucking drop of remorse in your fucking soul. Sam. How would you feel with a woman staring at a phone while taking you doggy style, obviously enjoying the phone more than you? I reckon hurt. I think God thinks someone named Sam is going to read this. Sorry, Sam's wife. It's probably more than just Sam, though. I watch you people nowadays, you young things. You stare into your palms day in and day out. You hardly care about anything other than amusing TikToks and other minute-to-minute distractions that don't need much attention or thought. This escapism is killing you. You are murdering yourself by ignoring yourself. What do you think it's doing to your SO? What do you think you're achieving when you put your head in the sand and call it quits on reality? You'd be better off playing aircrack or wow or anything with badges to show how much time and effort you've invested. TikTok certainly isn't going to count how many videos you've perused in your lifetime, nor will you remember any of them after a good night's sleep, which you're only going to get if you connect with your wife and bust a nut deep inside her, am I right?